This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to the Leighton Stone Loves Film 2021 podcast series. My name is Stuart Wright, and regular listeners will know I've been the host of Britflix podcast since 2013. For new listeners who came in for the Leighton Stone Loves Film 2021 content, I've been a resident of Leighton for over 20 years and I'm proud to be part of a film festival happening right on my doorstep in East London, UK. Leighton Stone Loves Film 2021 is a free four-day film festival and really has something for everyone of all ages who can make it to the birthplace of one of cinema's greats, Alfred Hitchcock. It runs from Wednesday 15th September to Sunday 19th September in outdoor and indoor venues along the Leightonstone High Road and across town. There'll be open-air film screenings in Langthorne Park and indoor events in Leightonstone Library, St John's Church, Phillybrook, Heathcote and Star, Nexus Centre, online and more. As well as films, there'll be talks, installations, trails and workshops. The Leightonstone Loves Film 2021 podcast series will be 10 podcasts in total. Nine are released on Friday, 3rd of September. Each of those podcasts feature three or four preview interviews with the filmmakers and or film organisations taking part in the four-day event. A 10th podcast will be released late September and we'll look back on highlights from Leighton Stone Loves Film 2021. The show notes include the names of the guests and organisations featured in this episode, links to the main Leighton Stone Loves Film 2021 website, as well as links to specific parts of the programme feature in this episode that includes the what the where and the when it just needs me to say on with the interviews and enjoy this episode of the Leighton Stone Loves Film 2021 podcast series who are you and who or what do you represent uh, I'm Nazir uh, represent Abner Film Club which is a kind of revival kind of pop-up cinema kind of archive of South Asian cinema clubs that formed in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s when immigrant communities, when people were coming over from South Asia. It's just really interesting because back then they didn't have, especially in the 40s, 50s and 60s, there wasn't anything for them to do. At the time, it was, racism was rife. You know, you could either go to the pub or go to white restaurants, but it wasn't anything of their own culture. They couldn't explore that. They couldn't, they couldn't do anything like that. So they ended up renting out cinema halls and uh, community halls and cinemas screens to screen old Bollywood films. I'll do a whole day and it'd be like £3 or £5 a ticket, depending where you were. And they'd just screen three films throughout the day and it'd be a whole community 
gathering and a whole community thing. So everyone would get together and be the only way for them to get together and share part of their culture with each other. Uh, and what we're trying to do is kind of revive that, make these community cinemas where people, the community screenings where people will come and, you know, interact and talk. And like it's like it's our, one of our things is, you know, always talk through the film, you know, laugh, cheer, have a chat about the film, have a chat about anything. Just it's an interactive experience. It's not just sitting in a room and watching a film. It's the whole atmosphere of it and everyone involved with it. And we have tea and uh, food as well for anyone to come who wants to eat or drink anything. And we all, we have that there for them. It's a whole community experience rather than just a screening where you go sit, watch a film and then go home. So doing that is like is a throwback to a to a sort of second half of the 20th century of what people did. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's bringing back this part of our history that uh, a lot of my generation and the generation before me as well just didn't barely knew about. I mean, they kind of died out in the 80s, one, the late 80s, 90s, once VHS started becoming a thing. But I mean, in the 70s and 80s, they the communities, Indian Works Association and just communities bought up whole yeah. cinemas for this purpose. They, they actually bought in Coventry, they bought the Ritz, then uh, South Hall, they bought the Dominion. These are old cinemas wow. that were getting sold or getting closed down. They bought them. They pulled their money together. You know, some they took out a mortgage, some they were just all fully pulled together. And they bought them just to screen these films for their community. It's quite interesting. So when, when, did, you, when did you begin your film club? 2019, it would have been, we did a screening of Guru Dutt's film, Piazza. That would have been in... St. John Church Hall also is part of Leightonstone Love's film. Oh, wow, okay. So it's very much got a history linked with Leightonstone Love's film is that what you've what you've started and continued? In, in a sense, yeah. Well, look, I mean, I, I, the question I got next is what does Leightonstone Love's film mean to you? So can you, can you for, for the audience that, or, that may not have been there or wants to get an insight into it, do you remember, what do you remember of that screening in the church? Oh, it was brilliant. I mean, this uh, it was an amazing turnout, you know. We had, uh, I think it was, mass capacity which was 70 to 80 in the church hall and yeah it was great we had samosas we had budgias we had uh biscuits we had chai wala come and provide chai for us um it was amazing people loved it, it as and you know is it, it was meant because it wasn't just asian people though there were people of all ethnicity people from all over mm. coming to see it it was actually really interesting to see yeah, it was it was an amazing experience everyone was interacting with the film everyone was laughing cheering it's and crying is it's brilliant it was a great experience so fast forward to today then what are you going to be contributing to Lane Stone Love's film this time this time we're getting to do two screenings which is exciting yeah so we got um the 17th we're doing a screening of Satyajit Ray's film Charlotte which is about a woman who I believe she's having an extramarital affair she's having an affair and at the time it's a Bengali film produced in 1964 but it's a um it's one, known as one of his best films. He, uh, he's him, Satyajit Ray himself has said it's the only flawless film he's made, which is, you know, quite high praise. Few artists ever say that about their work. Yeah, it's it's quite it, um, it's exciting. We're we're doing it in partnership with Sauda Arts, which is a South Asian art uh, music collective. So they um, they're going to actually be talk, doing a talk on Tagore, the poet, which is uh, who the film is based on I think one of his poems the film is based on that but they're going to be doing a talk on him and we also ha- have Bandit Chiranjeev Chakraborty uh, doing music 
He's going to be doing live music and as pre-show for that, which is really exciting as well. What, so music from the film or, or just a music performance? No, no, this is this is just going to be a musical oh, performance wow. that he's going to be doing before, which is it's just, it seems brilliant. I'm really looking forward to it. I think that's on the 17th, that's on the 17th mm. and doors open at, yeah, doors open at 6pm at Leighton Stone Library. And what's the second film you're going to be screening? Yeah, so the second film, it's on the 19th uh, of September, the Sunday, it's uh, Mobiliarism, which is a historical epic, which is quite, it's a Bollywood historical epic, which is not an all too common genre for them to do, but when they do, it's often done really well. But this is about uh, the Mughal Empire and how one of the sons, the prince of the king, he wants to marry one of the court sons, one of the court dancers. I think a three-hour film, possibly a bit more, three hours, 20 minutes or something. So it's a very long epic, a historical epic, which is generally a good sign. <laughs> so we'll be doing this in association with uh, Waltham Forest Women's Network, and they'll be um, doing a lot of stuff. So they, they plan to have stalls selling scarves and other stuff. They'll have a stall with, uh, where they'll be doing henna, which is uh, Mendy, the Indian kind of temporary tattoo kind of thing. Um, you can have a photo booth. Um, and they also plan to get a singer in to do guzzles before as well, which is, again, quite exciting. Yeah, so two, hopefully two screenings with live music before. And yeah, in both screenings, we're going to have tea, uh, samosas, you know, budgets, biscuits, snacks, food for everyone. Given it's going to be a screening and given, and given sort of ethos that's behind what you're doing, and maybe talk specifically to what you what you're um what you're trying to recreate and and remember in the in the way that you've you've set up your film club what is it about film that makes it such a great shared experience film can kind of make everyone feel something you know if everyone's watching a film together you know if everyone the more people that are laughing the more people are going to laugh it's kind of like that chain reaction kind of the more people that are crying or sad or shocked you know everyone else is going to feel that as well which is why we encourage talking and cheering and singing along with the songs in the film as well because you know that's part of the experience you know a community collective viewing of a film like watching like no no different from watching something at home with a bunch of friends you know you're all going to be laughing along making jokes you know enjoying having a good time kind of want that on a bigger scale because it's like you know you go to the cinema go to film festivals you don't you don't always get that you don't always get that interaction you know sometimes you'll get people laughing along and stuff but it's not the same as kind of everyone being in it together everyone laughing everyone talking everyone cheering it's a very different kind of experience Brilliant. and uh, where can uh, people find out more information about you if they wanted to look you up on our instagram upner film club a p a a p n e f i l m c l u b up now film club and people can reach you there easy enough can they yep we're that's that's our main social media we have a twitter which is also the same but yeah instagram's the most active you know we'll, we'll reply to dms we're actually looking at where if, if anyone that's listening has stories of the old film clubs we're also an archive we're always taking in submissions you know if anyone has photos or stories of a particular up now film club that you went to you know back in the 60s or 50s, 70s, 80s. We're always taking these stories in and trying to put them out there. What were the film clubs around here then that you know about? Well, do you know, at the end of Whole yeah. Street, there used to be the Tatler Cinema or the Cameo. Well, you know where where, uh, where one Whole Street is? 
I'm pretty sure it was right there. There used to be a cinema, the, the Cameo. Okay, yeah. I think it was a snooker hall before it's now a block of flats now, isn't it? Is Yeah, it was a, it, now it's a block of flats and it was the hub for borough culture as well a last couple of years ago. That was actually cinema. So it's quite, it's quite interesting, that one, actually, because, you know, it was a normal cinema and then uh, it was rented out by the, by the Asians on a Sunday. And eventually the Cameo closed and it got changed to the Tatler and, you know, they kept renting out. And eventually the Tatler got bought out and became an adult cinema. Did he really? Yeah, it, really, it was an adult cinema. And then, but still every Sunday they'd be screening, uh, you know, the community would rent out a screen and screen Bollywood films there, which is quite interesting. No, that's fantastic. So it's, a, it's a real sort of piece of like social history, isn't it? That, that's sort of easy, easy to forget. And it's great that you're sort of helping people not forget. Well, that's that's exactly it. These stories kind of, I mean, I, I never, ever heard about these film clubs until two, three years ago. And when I did, I was so shocked. But I mean, I think Asians will generally tell you this kind of stuff just doesn't get talked about in the families. Because, oh, what, what's the matter? It's just we're going, just going to see a film. That's what the older generation saw it as anyways. But it's, it's an interesting part of our cultural history here in the UK, but it doesn't often get talked about. Yeah, because like you said, the, the, there wasn't exactly a great load of choices as far as socialising goes. So the idea of creating your own it's, it's very interesting and it's, it's, it's kind of inspiring to, to see them do that. Yeah, because if you, th- I mean, if I think now, I mean, it's, if I, I can look at what's on at Cineworld at O2, and there'll be a couple of films that are bought from Bollywood on, won't there? Like as a normal every, every week. What's most interesting is the Cineworld in Ilford is mostly attended by Asians. And I'll never forget this when back when Star Wars The Force Awakens came out, right? one of the biggest movies ever in terms of hype. There was also a, a Bollywood film out with the, the actor Salman Khan. He's absolutely massive in India. He's huge. He's one of the biggest actors in the country. Although the, other, the two other Khans are also there. But um, that film had more screenings than Star Wars on its opening weekend. It was, it was, yeah, I was, they both opened on the same weekend. And it had more screenings than Star Wars, which was just mind-blowing to me. It's amazing. I just was shocked. Like, something's outdone Star Wars in this area, and this one little, in Ilford, <laughs> which is just, I mean, I'm not sure. I don't think it did much more in terms of box office, but the fact that a cinema, that Cineworld, it's a Cineworld there, and they went, oh, you know what? We'll put more screens of this Indian film than Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Let's remind people then, when can people see what your, see your films at, uh, at Lake Sonor Film? Our screening of Charolata is on the 17th of September um, at 6pm in the Leighton Stone Library. And our screening of Mobiliasm is at 2pm on the 19th at St. John's Church Hall, which is just the entrance is just next to Matterland. I'll be putting links in the show notes. Brilliant. Thank you very much for your time on the BritFlix podcast. No problem. Uh, thanks for having me. You are listening to the Leighton Stone Loves Film podcast series. Leighton Stone Loves Film returns for a third year from the 15th to the 19th of September 2021. Across four days, Leighton Stone in East London will be host to a variety of free events brought to you by local filmmakers and film organisations. Let's get back to the interview. Who are you? And who or what do you represent? I'm Marcus Shepherd, and I'm working with Nick Bertram of Stowe Film Lounge, 
who are an independent mobile cinema who exhibit film, uh, create films, and collaborate with various organisations across London, not just East London. Um, we've been going over 10 years and we've shown close to 600 films and screened in about 30 plus different locations, maybe 40 now, actually. Wow. And you've you've exhibited at every Leighton Stone Loves film today, haven't you? Yeah, we have actually. Yeah, we have. We were lucky enough to be asked to collaborate about in the first one, which we were very, we felt very fortunate because, you know, being Stowe Film Lounge, we thought we were from Morton Stowe, but it's been a wonderful experience to, you know, visit another part of the borough very nearby and also meet a lot of people in the borough who are really energised about film. And, you know, we feel it's a, one of the few festivals in London, which is all about film, which is an outdoor festival, community-based. So we feel very honoured that we're part of it, yeah. So in, in, in that sense, what, what, what does it, um, what does Leighton Stone Love Film mean to you? I think what we like about Leighton Stone Love's film is trying to reach new audiences. Okay. And the reason we say that is that we think it's a very small contained area with a lot of people living there who do seem to sort of very much take off, you know, look after themselves, but they've got a great enthusiasm for different kinds of film experiences. And we particularly like the fact with our mobile model that we can effectively pop up anywhere, whether it be indoors or outdoors, we can take certain films to the people, as it were. Mm. We really like the idea that, not that I'm against, you know, a screening in a venue that people know already, but we can be somewhere where maybe there haven't been film screenings and, connect with people that are really doing great work in the community and bring their audiences to see a film that normally they wouldn't go and experience. Nice one. No, I agree. What will, what will you be popping up in Leighton Stone doing this time? Well, we've been lucky enough to work across the borough uh, in Henry Reynolds and um, in the library. But uh, last year we did Langthorne Park and we're going to be based in Langthorne Park this year more than any other location. Mm-hmm. We're talking about being at the Nexus Centre with Sam Francis and Exheven as well on the, the weekend. But because we've got what we call our super screen, which is a giant inflatable screen we got a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic, it was a very good idea of Nick's especially to buy this enormous inflatable screen. We can put that up in Langthorne Park and create using the amphitheatre, a cinema event, and really engage with the community that are there and for this, we're not going to be called Stowe Film Lounge. We're going to be called Stone Film Lounge. Oh, nice. Because we think it's quite important, not as a complete fallacy, to carry on exhibiting there even beyond the festival as Stone Film Lounge and let people feel that this is your film exhibition event. And hopefully we can collaborate with people beyond the event as well because there's a lot of people in Leightonstone that haven't got a cinema near them. And if they have, they don't go to it. So we feel there's a real audience. So it'll be Langthorne Park this year. And and what what aspect or specific event outside of what you're doing are you most looking forward to at Leighton Stone Love Film? I think that I've always liked looking out for is what John Rogers does because I really like John's work. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the way that he manages to sort of bring together that slightly psychogeographic angle. Mm. I don't know if John's officially on board yet. Is he on board? Do you know? He is, yes. Yes, I'm waiting to hear back from him. I'm looking to hear back from John and what he does. I've also really liked what Dominic Stinton does before as well. And I've had a chat with Dom. He's got a project, if you've spoken to him already, that I'm quite keen to maybe get involved in as well as a sort of audience member and collaborator. 
silent film projects idea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the problem we have is that if we're exhibiting, we can't attend other events. Of course. And, uh, we tend to be exhibiting all the time. So that's why with, with John's event, hopefully we can get along to it if it isn't in conflict with our event. And also, if we are exhibiting for somebody else, we're not showing our own work. Once it's up, we can actually, you know, Nick can go and run the projector and I can sneak out. So we'll see if we can do that. You know? What uh, what particular films are you going to be showing? Do you know? We don't know yet, actually, but we will be making a little film again in the style of Take the High Road that we made last year okay. about the um, Langston High Road. We're going to make a film about Langston Park. Okay. And that, again, we want to do because we can hopefully channel that with the exhibition we'll be doing and talk to people like who are based there already, whether it be the toy library. And we've been down there to have a recce, talk to people that already have invested in that part themselves over many years. And so we want to make a little film that shows a day in the life of the park and then hopefully end it with Stowe Film Lounge or Stone Film Lounge appearing in the park and have this weird meta moment of showing the very film that we've been making on the night that we've made it. That's the idea. So a little bit of a gimmick because the film will exist beyond the festival, but just to do a, like a nice little slice of life film that will show, you know, what is unique about that park in particular. And last year with Take the High Road, I did actually do a bit of research in the Langthorne Park and purposely kind of avoid including it. So this year, some of the things that I found out about it and the people that are there can be included in the film as well. And that will be called One Day in the Life of Langthorne Park. And, and, and as a filmmaker, what, what excites you about making films about these very specific locations within the borough that, you, that, you're, that you're playing with? Well, in terms of- I like it, to be honest, because I can walk to them, which is always great. I'm a okay. big fan of walking walking from where I you live. You don't need like to be last- your trailer on set, is that what you're saying? Well, also, it's not that. It's not, I don't have to be, be on the night bus coming out from Soho House or whatever, as I <laughs> used to many years ago. And so living in the borough now for the last 22 years, what I have noticed is so much of the work that we're, that we're doing and I'm doing is right on my doorstep. So the audience that we encounter and talk to, I get to see the whites of their eyes when we screen and we take the high road, although the reach of that film is probably 2,000 people, people that have seen it really loved it. And that's what I enjoy about it is, although I'm not against you know online streaming, you don't know who's watching it. Mm. But when you make a film with people that are nearby, like with the tricycle thief, some of the kids I made a film with recently, recently saw it and they were amazed that a film was made with people like them. So I think I'm really enjoying that excitement and enthusiasm for films coming to life with people who are in them that see them. I I like that. And I think amateur, I think it means French. It means lover, Mm. amateur. It means lover of something. So I don't mind seeing amateur as being a really positive thing. So that's what I like about it. I think it's interesting tapping into that idea of not so much seeing yourself on film, but seeing... (laughs) where you live on film is actually quite important yes, to an audience, right. isn't it? Yeah, and also, with, with Take the High Road, if if you've seen, I think you've watched it, mm. I was really emotionally engaged in that film when I screened it, when I see people watching it, and I see how beautiful, and the sense of loss of that film, which I think Leighton Stone Loves Film hopefully tackles a bit, is that it is an area of London that was really... architecturally abused actually it's a real tragedy for history and you know as we've said before about john smith's films they haven't dared do that in any other part of the country that brutalization of the city by sticking this massive road next to it you know yeah yeah, yeah. it's the high road 
used to be a massive place for working class people to go and have the best of everything. Cinemas, pubs, department store. And that's what I get out of seeing these places come to life is that Walthamstow, which you and I know well, it is a much fated borough. Leytonstone, I think, was bigger than Walthamstow for a long time. It was a much more significant borough. And it's no coincidence that a lot of people have come from there who've gone on to become quite internationally famous, whether it be Beckham or Hitchcock. It was a place that the working class could live well and look after themselves. And I quite like that coming to life in the films, you know. Given you are an exhibitor with, uh, with Stowe or Stone Film Lounge, as you are for, uh, for, this, for this event, why, why does film work best when it's a shared experience? If I can go off a tangent, I've got a friend of mine that's got a sauna in his garden. Okay. And I thought about a sauna, and it's not unlike a cinema in a way, it's that when you go and watch a film, you can't have your phone on, really. You shouldn't. Mm. You're not reading a book. You're not distracted. And I think there's so few environments, whether it be a cinema or a sauna, where you properly get to be in a space with other people where you're not going to be leaving it anytime soon and you're, and you're a captive audience. And at the moment with technology, it's very hard to be away from your own world and get lost in something. So I think what cinema does is that, you know, it takes you out of where you are. And not that I think it can't exist, but I think home cinema is an oxymoron. You can't have home cinema. You can't. It's not home cinema. Home cinema doesn't exist. Cinema only exists when you and several other people are watching a film together in another space, I think. And that, I think, is a rare experience. Yeah, because the, the home cinema is always governed by the fact that any one of you can pause it and go to the toilet, which you can't do with an exhibited film, can you? You don't have that privilege. No. no and also in Langthorne Park last year, we had loads of kids that were hanging around saying, what's happening tonight? And we realised we didn't have tickets for it. So... We're very keen that people that come and see the films, where possible, they know about it and come along. Because even last weekend, we were screening at Fellowship Square. A lot of people came out to watch films and said to us afterwards, that was great. And it's sometimes it's the film. But often it's the fact that they've forgotten how great it is to be away from your home watching a movie. You know, And I mean, not that I'm against indoors, by the way, I'm really not. Mm. But watching a film outside does feel really special now, especially in the light of the pandemic, you know. And I think, and as, I mean, I remember, outside, as, you know? I was going to say, I remember as a kind of, as I got into my mid-teens and a little bit older, going to a film was an escape in all sense of the word. You were going somewhere where you weren't, where you could go and imagine for yourself, you know, you're, you're escaping normal, even if it's just watching a drama, you know, you don't have to be particularly visceral yeah, or, 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 uh, or political. It just is not your world, so you get to see it. And that's why we also always try and put together before films other elements, whether it be a trailer or a, or a funny advert or a public information film that we find. Because it's something that I've noticed once upon a time in Hollywood, if you know the film. Mm. My generation, and probably your generation a little bit, and his generation, you got excited about the idea of it. And I think it's quite good when you see a film the film doesn't have to be great, but the experience of watching the film can be great. So if you can play beforehand a little promo or a pop video or a public information film, it adds value to the experience. It adds value to the expectation of what you're going to be watching, you know? And that's, mm. what, that's what I grew up with. And I think the current generation, you know, if, if they're younger, they're not used to that idea that it, the film itself doesn't have to be that great, but the experience can be great, you know? And it's... It's it's wonderful with Leighton Stone's film because it, it it 
it's bringing cinema to a to a town that is famous for Alfred Hitchcock, who is obviously a huge director and innovator in terms of film, and yet there isn't a cinema in Leytonstone. So Leytonstone's film sort of wakes it up for a short period of time, as it were. Well, I think it's entitled The High Road, and Dominic Stinton talks about it. There was like 13 cinemas or something Whoa. on The High Road. You have to ask if you haven't done it. I mean, I can clarify it, but I think there was 13 cinemas. So that meant that when you lived there, film was part of your existence. There wasn't one cinema. Like you have, like you might have the screen in the green where it's a big deal. It was mm. like, there's loads of cinemas and they'd be showing different movies. And I think something about the idea of going out. A few years ago, my mother-in-law found on the back of a sofa a diary from a girl in the 1940s living in Holloway. In Holloway. She went to the cinema three times a week and in this diary over a whole year, she never once mentioned what film it was. <laughs> it was about going to the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yet she, you know, she might have mentioned James Stewart was in it or whoever, Gregory Peck. Never mentioned the movie, mentioned who she saw, what she wrote, like, went to a double bill, saw Ricky, had a coffee afterwards. Going to the pictures, people talk about going to the pictures here. Mm. It wasn't the movie theatre, it wasn't a big deal. And that's what I think we've lost a little bit. The very act of going out in itself is in itself a real required part of going to cinema. So, I, listen, you know me well, Stuart. I love movies. I like the idea of going to the film as much as the film itself, you know. I concur. Well, look, let's hope uh, a lot of people get to go out to the uh, Leightonstone Loves Film movies or or the pictures in the in there in E11. Um, and it just gives me to say thank you very much for giving us your time on the Britflix podcast. Thanks, Stuart. And keep up the good work, mate. Well done. You are listening to the Leighton Stone Loves Film podcast series. Leighton Stone Loves Film returns for a third year from the 15th to the 19th of September 2021. Across four days, Leighton Stone in East London will be host to a variety of free events brought to you by local filmmakers and film organisations. Let's get back to the interviews. Who are you and who or what do you represent? I'm JJ from Wilma. So I'm the, the founder of the charity that's based in Leighton. And uh, yeah, we Wilma exists to reduce social isolation and effectively bring people together through running different creative workshops. And we get people from the creative industries, a lot of them who are local, to share their skills with our local community to essentially bring people together and to connect individuals and communities. And, and it's Wilma with two I's, W-I-I-L-M-A. And how, how did Wilma come about? So Wilma was born really out of some social issues and problems um, that we were aware of. So isolation is something that people often feel affects only older people, and that's not the case. So for quite a, a number of years, um, personally and, and also uh, um, my colleagues, uh, we've been wanting to do a project which will actually bring people across the generations together. And really, the the workshops that we do is really a vehicle to do that. So it came came about from just recognising that despite London being such a busy place with millions of people, it can be quite a lonely place. And it's not always so easy to meet other people. Um, you may be not just from another country. You may be coming from another town or another city, the other side of the country. And then you may not have any social connections. And it's just a great way, we thought, to, to start a project which will 
really just connect people with their communities, but using a, a variety of creative kind of workshops to do that. What does Leighton Stone Loves Film mean to you? So Leighton Stone Loves Film, uh, it's the first time that we've been involved. We're, we're so delighted to have been invited by the Barbican uh, and nominated by We Are Parable to be involved. Um, so uh, what it means is it's really, it's a celebration of, of film and the historic legacy of film um, owing to Sir Alfred Hitchcock. And for us to be a part of that, um, yeah, it's, it's we're very privileged, and we actually feel so. It's, it's a way to connect with people through film and all the different mediums of film. Now you say we, so we've got a couple of other people on the call. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Yeah. So, so before I kind of hand over to Rachel and Lee, um, um, so I, uh, Rachel and Lee are are our specialists around uh, public art and architecture. So they're going to specifically be talking about about that and how they got involved with Wilma. But before I do that, if I can talk about, just give a mention as to what we're doing with Leighton Stone Loves Film this year. So we're going to be running three events as part of Leighton Stone Loves Film. The first one is on Saturday, the 18th of September, which is around film posters and celebrating the magic of movies through film posters and film art, where you'll have an opportunity to recreate your favorite classic film posters and uh, you also, uh, prior to 1980, film posters were mainly illustrations and not photo-based. Mm-hmm. So an, an artist uh, tutor will actually be guiding people to enable you to actually reimagine these posters. So, for instance, could be Casablanca, Star Wars, uh, uh, Gone with the Wind. You know, it, it's, it's, so it's going to be a great workshop on Saturday the 18th. We're running an architectural drawing and art workshop, mixed-media art workshop, uh, which Rachel and Lee will tell you about in a minute. But the the workshop is very much about bringing the old cinemas of Leytonstone back to life. So it's a concept that I I kind of presented Lee and Rachel with to develop, where we really wanted to revisit the old cinemas and, and focus on, on one of uh, the, the most beautiful ones that we had in Leytonstone, which have, which are no longer there. But we feel it's a legacy and and it's important to celebrate those buildings. We're also running an art exhibition in the foyer of Leytonstone Library and where we will be, as a bonus, be presenting for the first time um, the results of an art competition we ran, which was a, a lockdown art competition, Create and Connect from Home, which was for children and adults from all over. And, and it was supposed to be a local competition, but it spread through word of mouth and we ended up getting entries from all around the world, from children and adults who somehow heard about it online. So, and we don't like to close our doors to anyone. So we decided to just keep it open to everybody from wherever you are. So it's a local stroke international uh, art exhibition of all these entries, exploring different themes from um, inspirational quotes to, to love, to um, world cultures. So it's, yeah, it's a real, uh, your dreams. It's, it's a real interesting thing people have explored. So we'd very much encourage you to, to come and have a look at that art exhibition as well. So before I hand over to uh, Rachel and Lee, just to say, please do visit our website. So it's www.wilma, so www.wilma.org and you'll be able to book onto the workshops there as well and find out more. 
and you'll have our social media links like to Instagram and Twitter. Um, but now I'll hand over to Rachel and Lee, who will introduce themselves and tell you more about the workshop around architectural drawing and mixed media. Thank you. Uh, thanks, JJ. Um, yeah, so um, I'm, I'll be doing the workshop with um, Lee um, on the on the 19th of September. We, we're really super excited to to see everyone and have a good chat as well and, and get our creativity um, flowing and um and actually, we'll basically be doing some art around uh, one of the cinemas that was dem- demolished in the um, 1930s. It's, it's absolutely beautiful, stunning building. There's only a few archive photos from it that we can find. So we're bringing it back to life. We're using three templates and, and it's an outline of the cinema. Um, the cinema used to be opposite um, Leighton Stone um, tube station. So you, you kind of get a more of a... a where it used to be located and these three templates will show the what well, well, one we can actually um cut out windows and doors um and we can actually have our own spin on our creative creativity on this template so you can you can use watercolors different medium media um, medium platform um, to put to apply onto onto the template and another one will be um i will be helping you figure out the proportions of the buildings um so the template can be is going to be quite it's going to be blank and then the intricate detailing will be drawn um with my help if you need it um so the brickwork the steel work the signage is absolutely stunning as well so it can help with that and then uh, you have your own um your own art of, of the cinema. And last, the, the other template will be the signage um, as this, as it will be completely different colours um, of stained glass. Uh, and we'll be using translucent, uh, different coloured glass, uh, coloured card to, to depict, um, showing the, the different variations of colour for the signage. And so, yeah, it was, it was really so excited. Um, so it, this came about purely from, um, through lockdown, um, I started uh, drawing some buildings around Leighton for, as I'm a local. I, I ended up drawing uh, Leighton Town Hall and then a few more other buildings uh, so my hobby just came back to life really which I was super excited about. Will got in contact with me and I just start um, realizing that there is a community through through Wilma that's been you know we're all starting to um, connect um, for through creativity and diversity. And this has made me feel through lockdown as well, due to isolation, that there is people that after lockdown and everything that we can get together and and be creative together as well as have a chat and and actually learn new things from each other as well. So this is how it came about. And um, it's amazing to know that there was five different cinemas that were demolished in the area and no longer here and and. Um, and it's, it'll be great to really see them back in an art form. Who are you expecting to to be interested in attending your workshop? If I can come in there um, just to help uh, Rachel out, because yeah, sure. these, these specific workshops, they're actually for, for um, adults, um, for these specific ones. In the future, we're going to be running them for uh, younger people as well. But for this, these two workshops, they're for people above um, 18 and over, really. So from 18 to, we say, 120, that's our age range, and we say <laughs> adults, really. And, and could I also just say, because I don't feel I gave an, a, a really um, an introduction to Rachel and Lee that I, I wanted to, but, but uh, Rachel's an architectural professional and Lee's an international 
artist um, um, who graduated from the, the, the world-famous Slade Art School, and she's a public artist as well. And they're both involved with um, architecture and architectural um, uh, drawing and art. And we're really, really lucky to, to have them on board. And like all of our, all of the people from the community from different industries, we kind of want to give, you know, Joe Public really access to things they wouldn't normally have access to. Um, in their immediate community. Back to back to you, Rachel and Lee. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so after we've finished with the templates and we've um, added our, our artistic um, flair onto onto these uh, templates, um, we will be um, producing uh, light um, um, changes to it. So, this is what Lee will be working on as well with you. So, I'll, I'll pass it on to Lee to explain more. Thank you, Rachel. Um, Rachel covered the structure beautiful structure of the workshop beautifully. So, I will just add a little bit onto the lighting part of um, the workshop. Uh, before that, yeah, let me introduce myself. I'm Lee. I'm a professional artist um, who's very interested in community arts, um, placemaking, and how community can involve in placemaking process. To explain my beginning with Wilma, I think I met JJ in 2019. Is it JJ? Yeah, yeah, during the yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, I was um, I was looking for a chance to get involved in a community art, and JJ was looking for an artist who could lead um, art art workshop. So it was a perfect match. Uh, so with Wilma and JJ, I did um, a workshop in Leighton Library. JJ showed me around the town because I'm not I'm not from Leighton. And I was struck by the fact that there are so many beautiful buildings, historic buildings in the area. So naturally, I chose Leighton Library as a subject and created um, um, 3D paper model workshop to help people to build their own version of 3D model of Leighton workshop and talked about the um, stories behind the building and the surrounding areas. Yeah, great memories from the pre-pandemic era. So when uh, JJ came to me, this year asked me if I want to get involved in another workshop I said yeah why not so that's how I am here so go to move to our workshop um, Rachel we did some research and Rachel found some pictures of Gaty Cinema and we learned that there is a beautiful stained glass frontage it was so beautiful and I liked it so much. Uh, we decided to introduce that element into the workshop. So during the workshop, you will create a stained, simple version of stained glass with cutout frame and um, like Rachel said, uh, colored transparent card and other materials. And once you are done with that, you will be projecting it on the wall with various lightings that we prepared. We've got uh, candles, we've got bicycle lights, we've got stage light, all sorts of lights to create a mesmerizing, uh, very dazzling effect of light and shadow. And by doing so, we hope that people will recreate their own version of Gaiety Cinema and it will stimulate their imagination. Lastly, to before I end, um, I think there's where we can find the connection between our workshop and the um, cinematic experience and Leighton Film, Leighton Stone Film Festival, because cinema 
um, if you simply put it, it's an illusion created by um, light and shadow. But we we all know that it's so much more than that. It's a form of art, and it's an art create man, um, manipulated by lighting and shadow to stimulate people's imagination and bring out people's emotional response. So that's what we are trying to achieve with this light and shadow effect within our workshop. Although Gaiety Cinema is gone, we will try to help people to bring their um, emotional response by creating a beautiful lighting shadow effect with the stained glass. So use their imagination to bring the Gaiety Cinema back to life and so that we can talk about it and enjoy it. Well, Lee, while I've, while I've got you on, I'd just be interested to know, what you said you were interested, you were interested in community arts. Just to differentiate the two, what, what is community arts as opposed to sort of you just doing your art practice what 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 would you say is the difference the studio art is very uh, within yourself you mm. follow your thought process to follow your instinct to um, understand the uh, material and you know it's it's like a conversation between material stories and yourself as an artist yeah uh, whereas the community arts you um you're expected to hear more about what people think and uh, what people want and bring that into the art form. And it's it's more like um, creating the art together with other people and with the community. Brilliant. Oh, I like that. And then one last thing, because we're, we're talking about a film festival, what is it in particular, and obviously all three of you have a go at this one, uh, what is it in particular about film that works the best as a shared experience? Film is, is something that... Um, is very accessible to all so it's quite democratic in that sense and and so it's the, the beauty of film is it it brings people together uh globally internationally um you have you know from the silent movies to the present day you know you have films which have no speech or dialogue um which can communicate you know powerful emotions i think the, the the power of the, you know the beauty of film is that it can just really bring people together from from regardless of where you're from and, and you can also, um, for, as a, coming from the perspective of our charity, because we're also very, very interested in social issues. We've got a, a, another, like a project, ongoing project called Wilma Community Voices, where we try to, to, to focus on issues that affect our communities, such as disappearing um, art spaces and the impact of, of different developments. So, yeah, film is, a, is, a, is really, it's a, a voice. Uh, it's a, it gives a, a platform and a voice to highlight social issues so for me i feel that's uh, very important but it's also again related to our charity you know it's, it gives you an opportunity to give people an insight to different cultures and world cultures because um, as rachel mentioned you know our charity is a diversity charity and everything we do has an international theme so all of the, the music dance art workshops um there's always a, a real international theme to what we do so yeah i think that's what but for me, uh, film is an opportunity to bring people together, watch it with your friends, family, but also really have an insight to different world cultures and social themes that need attention. Um, so what, what it, feel, it means to me is um, it's, it's, it's part of, uh, it's an, a nostalgia, it's, a, it's an experience. You, you know, you can, you can watch films with your friends, you can watch films with the, with the community, university, um, education, your, your, your family, and you'll always remember what you were doing or at that point and it and it it reflects 
with the film that you're watching. So it gathers more thoughts and feelings and emotions whilst you're watching a film. And also it shows also what I do love about film is it can show you something that you you didn't know was about years before you were born, for instance. There's, there's like really old films that my my parents watched and and then I watched it with them and they would say, oh, I remember watching this when I was your age. You know, it brings all of this... Uh, it connects us all together. And that I think that's what's really important. It's, it's very similar to photography and art and film is definitely one of them. Brilliant, brilliant. Lee? Now that we are living in pandemic era, um, the OTT movie platforms like Netflix, Amazon Prime seem, seem like it's dominating the world. But watching movie in the cinema as, as an experience, I think it'll never be replaced because... Watching movie is a collective experience for me. Um, the setting, where you watch movie, who you watch it with, the smell of cinema, the temperature, the, um, the tactility of the seat and everything, it combines together and creates a unique experience. Um, I remember watching movie with my mom and holding hands and, you know, what it was like in the cinema and all, it, it, it's, it's all really good memory. So I think um, movie as a sharing experience it'll it can never be replaced and yeah i'm really looking forward to going back to cinema once um you know it's all get better well on that positive note it just gives me to say thank you very much for giving your time on the britflix podcast thanks very much thank you so much Stuart. thank you that's it for this episode of leighton stone loves film 2021 podcast series if you've got time Please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Leighton Stone Loves Film is produced by The Barbican in partnership with local residents and organisations and is commissioned by the London Borough of Waltham Forest, supported by Arts Council England. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.